those are the worst. Like when you like feel yourself, you're in that drift and then all of a sudden you're like, something happens and you get out of that drift into sleep and then you're like, yeah. And you're like, oh wait, I can't just drop right back in there. Come on, please just let me drop right back in there. I remember like my socks were floating above the bed and, oh, yeah, that's like when when it's like elusive is like the right word, but then it uh, becomes like a terrible rabbit hole. Like I had trouble sleeping as I, when I was a kid. Like I had terrible insomnia when I was in grammar school. Like where I, I, I just couldn't sleep. I was like terrified of going to school. And I would spend the whole night worrying about school and, 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 and then worrying about not being able to sleep and then worrying about being tired. And I felt like I'm like the oldest of six kids. And I felt like my parents, they were kind of like wanted to help me, but it was kind of like, uh, oh, well, you just got to take some extra breaths or, or you just got to relax and go to sleep. And, and it just makes it more isolating, I think, a lot of time because you're like, no, no, you don't understand. I, I want to sleep. I, I want to go to sleep. I can't. And like, oh, OK, well, you know, you'll be OK. You're going to be all right. Or, you know, try to use your imagination or try to do something. And then as an adult, you know, I've had sleep trouble on and off. It's like when you lie down and it just won't come. And then the more you think about it and the more you try to control it, the the more elusive it is. And then it becomes this uh, thing where you feel you're, it's like it just preys on, you just feel helpless and then you're overthinking and then you're in the night and you're overanalyzing. So yeah, I definitely can relate to people that uh, can't sleep or, or all and all the extra feelings and physical sensations and emotions that come along with that. I, I, as a kid, I, I guess once I moved on to a different school, like it, my sleep got better because it definitely was like a problem with stuff at the school. And then as an adult, I guess I've kind of learned uh, that I have to, at least for me, if I kind of have good habits around sleep, it like increases my chances of not having uh, sleepless nights or not being a struggle, but it's not a guarantee. So like if I, uh, usually if I try to start getting ready an hour before I want to go to sleep and like sit quietly or do some writing and then do some reading, like nine times out of 10, I'll be able to fall asleep. But then there's always that 10th time where you're like, your head hits the pillow and then you roll over once and you roll. And you're like, okay, let me think about this thing. You're like, nope. And then you're like, what the? And you roll over again. And then you said, well, should I get out of bed? Should I, should I go do something? Should I read some more? Well, I want to be, a, it's a, I only have seven hours now. What am I going to do? Welcome to Sleep Talk. I was like, wait, who said that? I was like, what? The podcast about sleep. And then I'm like, wait a second, like, we're making a podcast that people are supposed to fall asleep to. So yeah, I find that's the exact same thing with a lucid dream. It's like you wake up and you're like, oh, wait, I'm still asleep. I'm dreaming. And then you're like, holy crap, I'm awake in my dream. And then it's like, okay, 
let's do some awesome stuff. Nightmare. It's kind of just, I guess that pathway has been worn into my, my plastic brain a little bit. And what happens in your head? After dark. You're seeing their curiosity. I mean, it's another thing that's full of mystery and, and, and unlimited and emotional entanglements, you know. Say, so, hey, thanks and good night. Wonderful people here. Thank you and thank you and good night. Tonight on Sleep Talker, we're beginning and then at the end. I sleep, so then the opera, I said, oh, well, no opera. But thank you and good night to all. Hey, goodbye. We're saying good night at the start because we're listening to a podcast that's very hard to hear the end of. Uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pack your playlist, set your sleep timers to 60 minutes or less because it's time. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Tonight on Sleep Talker, we're falling asleep. With Drew. Yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Drew Ackerman. I make uh, Sleep With Me podcasts. It's a podcast uh, that's kind of like a bedtime story for grown-ups, and I live in uh, East Bay of uh, California. Hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do Turn out your lights, get in bed. It, actually, I always say get in bed, turn out your lights, plus press play. It should be get in bed, turn out your lights, but that's not always possible. But if it is, get in bed, you know, do, do those things, turn out your lights, get press play. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's important uh, that people know that, like, yeah, I'm not, I don't have, like, expertise in, in sleep or I'm not a sleep doctor. Like, it's almost like this is just a... a offering in the night like it's like okay you could have tea you could listen to this you could watch tv you could read a book you could do all those you can take a bath you could rub you know your feet with bomb you can listen to my podcast and and I, i'd love it if people try it and i love it if it works for people but i also don't i understand like the sleeplessness so i understand that there's a lot a lot of people that's not going to work for at the same time I mean, I guess that's a kind of weird thing, but it's accepting the limitations. It's like I don't have the expertise to fix anyone's sleep problems or to even scratch the surface of it. Uh, but by accepting that limitation, it like also gives me this freedom to kind of be like, but can you trust me just to kind of distract you for an hour? But it also I think a lot of it is like also embracing this kind of silly childhood aspect to, that it's like, okay, I'm here to tell you a bedtime story. And it's going to be a little bit fun, but it's also, here's the extra fun. You could fall asleep whenever you want. Like uh, you don't, you don't have to listen to me. And that's like such a, I don't know, during the day, it seems like adults, we got to take everything so serious. We got to be professional. We got to put on all these different, we got to fill all these different roles. And here's like a role where it's like, okay, we're going to goof around for a little while, but you also don't have any obligation to me. It's like, you know, I, I'll keep goofing around for the next 40 minutes, and, and you can just drift off, too. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, uh, you know, pregnant pauses, uh, lapses. I guess I have lapses is a confu- confusion, both momentary and permanent lapses of confusion, fugue states, 
plane drifting. I got a lot of things in my toolbox, but all those things are is to bring your attention in towards me to whatever, from whatever it is that's preventing you from falling asleep. I want to take your hand in the proverbial sense. I got to look up the word proverbial, so that, that'll be, but I want to take your hand. I want to help you cross over the threshold uh, from wake to sleep. The best way I know how to do it is just to be a little bit of a goofball and, and uh, to, to try to just, you know, and it'll be a loose grip on your hand. You could just slip away whenever I want. I'm going to tell a story. Uh, if I can be more relaxed or more comfortable or more in the moment, like the show's going to go better and, and things, even though my show kind of is like a little bit odd and it has these pointless meanders and stuff, uh, the more comfortable I feel and the more safe in the structure of the show I feel, the more room there is for stuff that kind of seems like made up or silly. Hey everybody, this is the narrator. It looks like James Cashman is reading a book alone. And when it's given us privacy, we don't want to intrude on it and find out how that story ends, do we? Or maybe we do. Maybe we'll come back and find out. All right. I'll see you next week. So since, like, I guess since I started the show, it has slowly, the, the sound of the show slowly changed as I've kind of, like, one, gotten better at, uh, like making the show and felt more comfortable being on mic because uh, when I first started, I wasn't comfortable at all. Welcome to the Sleep With Me podcast. I'm Dear Scooter, and I want to help you fall asleep. If you're up uh, awesome like e- even the physical sound of my voice was more constricted and more nervous. The Sleep With Me podcast wants to help you fall asleep tonight. I'm going to talk about a subject or tell a story. That's just engaging enough for you to set your day and your troubles aside, but just boring enough for you to fall asleep. So, set your phone aside. But also, I think there was a part of me that was uh, performing a little bit more, like a little bit more needy maybe, because I wasn't as comfortable. So I was trying to be more funny or maybe a little bit more witty at times. And, and I guess like even when I did started doing the show, I didn't really know what would work and what wouldn't. Uh, but as I've like done it longer, I've kind of seen that it's like, okay, if I can kind of like let myself kind of slip into my imagination and kind of just almost observe what's happening and kind of be narrating that and and kind of stay calm and, and just be observant myself. Uh, I mean, it's a tough thing to kind of describe or get across, but it, like a lot of times I don't feel like I'm making the podcast up. I feel like I'm just sitting back and narrating um, like what's coming up for me almost like if you were looking at a painting in a gallery and you had a friend on the phone who was lying in bed and you're like okay you know there's the, there's the frame and you're just kind of describing it uh, in, in this relaxing way that's a little bit luxurious and you're focusing on these details The times I've observed what's happening with my brain or, or, like, the images that are going through, like, sometimes I'll be, like, just be aware of these fleeting images, and I'm like, man, like, I've never seen that before, or I could not draw it tomorrow or describe it tomorrow. And it's always made me curious. I'm like, where is this stuff coming from? And, and, and then the next thing you know, you're asleep. I mean, it's almost painful to think about what well, is that the only time that moment was ever going to exist and can can it ever be recaptured 
or you know can i even focus refocus my awareness back on it Do you think there's a difference between something being boring and something being restful and lulling? Is there like a line that you draw? Yeah, I think there is a line. Uh, it's like a confusing, obscure, unfocused line, of course. But I guess the easy test for me is that, and this this is just a made-up statistic, but let's say that 90% of the people that listen to podcasts fall asleep in the first 30 minutes, and then 10% listen to the whole episode that helps me decide the difference between lulling and boring. Like, cause I'm like, okay, what about these 10% of these people that are going to be, they're not going to fall asleep. They're using this just to kind of as a distraction because they're, they can't sleep. Appreciate you stopping by. Now this podcast isn't for everybody. And it's not like it's some total sleep solution. It's kind of meant to distract you and, and help carry you off in a dream. Like maybe you started before you get in bed. Maybe you started, uh, after you get in bed and lose my voice here, I get, I get, I guess I got to see, is that a frog in your throat? No, gerbil. I do get a little pleasure out of like the silliness that it's like, I'm making this show and most of the people aren't going to hear it. Uh, it gives you a weird kind of freedom. It's tangent. Yeah, that was the tangent ran right up my arm, right down my throat. Oh, tangent just ran right into my brain. I think tangents made a home in my brain. So that's it. Uh, the more complete the beginning, middle, and end, and that the that things are going somewhere, even though it's not somewhere dramatic, uh, and somehow is what enables people to fall asleep. So if I was just doing something, like just reading something, like a manual, like I think whatever keeps people up or what's whatever's driving that, they would ca- that part of your brain would catch on. Where the, the I don't know why your brain is like, oh, this is a complete story, so I can fall asleep to it. Yeah, because that's what I desire. I, I yearn uh, to carry you off into dreamland with my silly little stories. You know, my my glubbity glubs and my glubbity glub glub glubbers. I don't know what a glubbiter is, or I mean, glubbity glub. I don't, I can't get this. Uh, I think I mean, to have like a structure. Um gives like these gives the actually the room to have these huge pointless meanders that seem unstructured because it's like okay like as soon as the meander starts to peter out or like the river i mean just like a meandering river i guess it it makes a turn when it when it can't go any further but it's always headed towards the sea so it's kind of like i guess it's like that like it's like okay if i know i'm headed towards the sea then I can make these meanders. So yeah, it's weird that the more structured it is, the more lulling and boring and pointless it can be. I'm going to go on some um, tangents. I'm going to do some stumbling, mumbling, and bumbling. You know, bumbling could be my middle name. If I was a bumblebee, you know, I'd be Bumbles, Bumbling, Bumblebee for sure. I don't know why. Okay, somebody trademarked that for me. Bumbles. Who's your favorite? Sleep with me, Bumblebee. It's Bumbles, the Bumblebee. I'm Bumbles. Animal so scooter. When I'm recording the show, a lot of times I'll have to pause and I'll have like this argument between Drew and Scooter or whatever. And they'd be like, well, geez, why'd you stop there, uh, Scoots? They'd be like, well, there's nothing else to read here. So what am I supposed to, well, can you just make it up? And I'd say, 
Look at you stop it. If you I can make it up if you stop interrupting me. It's not two different people or personalities, but it's definitely two different aspects of my personality or uh, like parts of my brain like that are operating and just two different skills, like the, the kind of the person that has to be a little bit more, have their act together and make sure everything gets recorded and done on time versus this part of me that's like going to kick back and kind of take a warm bath in the, in the imagination or whatever. I got to get into this place of uh, being my best and being my calmest and being my uh, most uh, compassionate, my most present, and my most friendly is what works about the show. And also being open to kind of where my attention takes me and being curious and non-critical and less afraid. So having like this kind of safe place to kind of... Uh, go to and say, okay, I'm scooter now. So I don't have to worry about, uh, how am I going to pay the bills or geez, what, you know, when, when am I, I got to stop the same things that keep people from sleeping are the things they think about all day long. That's what kind of qualifies me to do a sleep podcast is I'm so neurotic and I'm thinking about this stuff. Well, geez, what do you want to get a, you want to fall asleep? You got to stop chewing your nails and I say, well, what does that have to do with me getting to sleep? And so I guess uh, having Scooter there so kind of says, hey, well, let's calm it down here, man. Let's take it a little more mellow. We're just putting people to sleep. It's okay. You're worried. Like Scooter's way more chill than me. Like kind of just relax and just kind of goes with the flow. I don't know if they said, they said I don't know what the difference between the low, I think loge seating, but I like saying loge. Performers at some point started shushing me because it turns out I was in, you know, the opera. I always keep in mind the fact that this is just this huge leap of trust for listeners to be like, oh, I'm going to try that podcast. This this guy has this bedtime podcast where he tells stories. Well, I'll give that a shot. Like, because they're in bed and they're going to be vulnerable and we're wearing whatever they're wearing in bed, and then they're going to put a stranger's voice in their ear, and they don't really know me, and they don't know, like, they have no reason to trust me. And they're, like, that they're doing it out of desperation a lot of times. Like, I, I can't sleep. I got to find something. So I, I guess, like, I just think of that in such a way that that has to be, that trust has to be um, earned and maintained. And, and, and around sleeplessness, uh, like having like this attitude of self-care to be like, oh, what can I do for myself that's nice to help myself fall asleep? Instead of having all these shoulds or, or I mean, I guess for me, it's like I use the sleeplessness to make all these global judgments about myself, about my worth or my history and, and how I've lived my life. Instead of being like, hey, could you know, you know, can we just do something? You know, can we just try to go to sleep? And if you can't fall asleep, we'll do something else. Many thanks to Drew Ackerman and Dearest Scooter for tonight's bedtime stories. If you're having trouble sleeping, head to sleepwithmepodcast.com and let Scooter work his sleepy magic. This episode of Sleep Talker was produced by me, Beck Fari.
Let me know what you think of the show and find more episodes at sleeptalkerpodcast.com. I mean, I get emails from people and they're like, oh, I listened to the end and I, you didn't do anything creepy or weird or...